The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Did you know that relaxation is all in your mind? That's right. By applying various techniques of mindfulness, you can practice relaxation anywhere and anytime, whether it's at home, work, or at play. Welcome to Come Back to Your Senses Radio with host Leah Brenda Smith. Our program is all about recovering your common sense. Now, here's health and wellness specialist Leah Brenda Smith. Welcome. Welcome to the Moses Code. This is the 11th uh, show, actually, and I'm uh, really pleased to be able to present this information to you. This is Come Back to Your Senses Radio, and I am your host, Leah Brenda Smith. So in modern times, we likely feel very removed from, you know, the miraculous stories that we've all heard about or read about from various world religions. And fortunately, we're very lucky because the accounts of the miracles have been recorded, And we have access to the stories through scriptures and through other holy texts and spiritual writings from all around the world. Every culture and time throughout history has records of individuals that were able to perform and or perceive extraordinary acts. People like Buddha, Moses, Jesus, and other sages, prophets, and shamans, just to name a few. Now, in all times on the earth, people called out the name of God to ask for healing energies for others, and they have received a response. The experience of holiness is not something that's woven into our culture, but it's in our quiet moments when we're aware of of the deep yearning, the deep yearning to live a holy life. And this is not necessarily a common approach to life in our modern society, but if we take the time, and when we take the time to reflect and to listen, listen to the calling on a soul level, no doubt we discover that it's a natural longing of the soul to live a holy life. Some some of us choose to follow a prescribed path through organized religion, And others choose a spiritual path. Some follow a path of nature. Others choose a path of living green. And others may not be consciously aware of thinking about such things at all. In our modern times, we have access to so much information and knowledge about ancient and modern religions and spiritual practices. In fact, the choices are really endless. We've heard accounts of people on the earth being close to God, having conversations with God, or asking for healing in God's name on behalf of others. 
And global prayer in times of natural disaster is a common experience. It's often during times of crisis that we experience the greatest opportunity to come back to our sense of connection with all things. We're naturally moved in our being to come to the aid of those in trouble. And even on a daily basis, some of us feel that calling to come to the aid of those that are troubled. In recent in recent years, contemporary spiritual leaders from our culture have presented modern approaches to laws of manifesting through teachings like the secret and the laws of attraction and the Moses Code. Moses and others before him and after him have used these laws of manifesting to create some of the greatest miracles in history. Principles of manifestation known as the Moses Code are a great guide to the experience of co-creating that the Creator has placed within us. When we focus within ourselves and connect with divine energies, we are blessed with the privilege of co-creating compassion and peace on the earth. To live in a world of peace we must live the laws of peace within ourselves. Contemporary spiritual teacher and author James F. Twyman presented the principles in a book that he calls the Moses Code that was published in 2008. And within that book, he speaks about different exercises that we'll go through today for activating the principles and co-creating a life of compassion and peace and fulfillment on the earth. We are all one with God. Therefore, we are all one with all the things that God is one with. And although our logical brain or our ego state can understand the statement, our soul understands. And that is why and how the Moses Code can work. Because in using it, we're moved to a place of combining with our soul, which in turn is combining with the source energy that created all things. And by using the Moses Code, we are acting upon the knowing of our soul, not of our mind. Our soul is our contact point between ourselves and the Creator. The mind's often, clearly the mind is often confused. It perceives everything as separate, whereas the soul knows that all beings are connected to the source of creation. When God appeared to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, they referred to the divine as God Almighty. But later, when God appeared to Moses, a new connection was established. Moses was given a holy name for God. I am that I am. God's love is unconditional, and the name of God, indicating intimacy or oneness, is a gift for everyone. Through the use of God's name, 
Moses was then able to free the Jewish people from the rule of the Egyptian pharaoh. And Moses and the Israelites were then free to follow their destiny and find the promised land, which God had spoken to Moses about. As we go through the laws of the code and the exercises associated with the laws that James Twyman put together in his book, we'll start at the beginning. Focus on something that you want in order to begin your practice with using these laws. And the beginning level, or exercise number one, is the first form of the Moses Code. And in this exercise, you choose something to focus on. Perhaps it's perfect health or financial abundance, a healthy relationship, could be a new car. Now, write that on a piece of paper. And then go into a relaxed place and sit with yourself. With your eyes open, while looking at what you've written on the page, you're going to take a breath in. And as you exhale, out loud you will recite, I am that. And on the inhalation, you will recite out loud, I am. I am that. I am. While you continue with the circular breathing and reciting, I am that. I am. Continue to focus on what you wrote on the paper. The idea is to feel yourself combining with the energy of what you're calling into being. Feel yourself as that. Do not feel yourself as separate from what you want in any way. Perhaps at first you'll only be able to do this for a few moments. But with practice, you'll be able to stay focused for longer periods of time. And while focusing on the first level of the Moses Code, you'll feel yourself shifting from, you know, your beta brain waves through the alpha and into this theta state of mind. What's happening here is you're affirming to God, I am that, that being whatever it is that you focused on. And in return, God is affirming back to you, I am. Through this process, the name of God comes full circle, drawing that which you focus on into your life. You say to God, I am that, and God says, I am. If you can begin to understand this, even even within the limitations of our ego and our mind, then we'll be able to combine with the name of God. And through a co-creative process, we'll be able to manifest goodness on the earth. It is as if God is responding by saying, if you claim it, then I will claim it also. And then the statement becomes one phrase, I am that I am. I am that I am. Now, we may be thinking, how can I combine with the same energy that Moses combined with? 
I mean, after all, Moses created some of the greatest miracles to date. And through this process, you're allowing God to show up in the small details of your own life. This energy has always been available to everyone all of the time. The missing link was that we're not focused on combining with the name of God, combining with the source of energy that created us. When we combine with this energy, then we open ourselves up to being co-creators with the divine intelligence. Joining with the energy of manifesting that is available to all of humanity. It is only a judgment in the mind of humanity that would suggest that we're not able to perform miracles like Moses did or like Jesus did or other things that we hear about other masters and prophets that they have walked on the earth in previous time and created great things. We judge these miracles to be of great proportion. And it's only in our own mind that miracles are judged as large or small. It's actually a great compliment to the creator that we would gift the energy that creation has given us, that we would gift that back to the source and participate in co-creating peace and compassion on the earth. May peace always prevail on earth. I have always held the vision of a peaceful earth, a peaceful earth with a loving population. That is really the core focus in my life. And in this way, I am participating in the process of tikkun olam, or repairing the world. And many of us have come across the different aspects of the Moses Code just through our own experiences of living and our own experiences of going into that inquiry within, in our soul, through various types of practices or things that we have studied. And what I'm offering you here today is the opportunity to be a part of these exercises. You will may want to listen back again so that you can actually go through the exercises and allow yourself to go through these levels of the laws and the exercises for helping you to manifest. And with a little bit of inner reflection, anyone could could recount stories about the miracles from from your lives, about how you were able to manifest your goals and move towards the things that you desired. We all have stories about overcoming loss and surviving tragedies. Some people say, fake it till you make it. And underneath that statement is the process of combining with the energy of that which you're trying to manifest. You kind of mock it up and become that energy. So the second exercise in the Moses Code is about attracting what you want. And it suggests that you make a list of the things that you'd like to attract into your life. Choose something from the list that really stirs your spirit. Allow yourself to go into a quiet, relaxed state and imagine 
Imagine there's a movie screen in front of you. You're going to visualize yourself in the future receiving that which you want. Imagine it in as much detail as possible. Now take a deep breath in and project yourself onto the screen as if you are there playing your part in the movie. Feel the sensations and feel the emotions. Feel the satisfaction that comes from receiving what you want. And while you continue to experience yourself in the scene, start practicing the Moses Code. Take a breath in, and as you exhale, say out loud, I am that. Allowing yourself to totally become what it is that you are seeking. Then take a breath in while saying out loud, I am. Exhaling, I am that. Inhaling, I am. Feel the certainty. Know that creation has claimed this through you. Allow the feeling of having what you want to grow within you. Feel it in your heart and allow the name of God to add energy to your vision. When you feel complete, then remain still and give gratitude for what you have received. This experience is one of imagining yourself receiving and living your goal. And then, giving thanks for the completion of your goal. The realization in the Moses Code is that we are one with God. And therefore, we can combine with this energy to manifest on the earth. As part of your practice, take the time to go through the things on your list one at a time. And use that process of imagining yourself up on the screen. Create the vision of yourself, living the experience of what it is that you're trying to manifest. Now, the third exercise is about overcoming limitations. We can use an example here of Moses himself is he overcame the obstacle of being challenged with his speech, which was a result of being burnt by coals when he was uh, young. And we all have obstacles. We all have things for us to overcome. We have referred to this in a previous show as our own personal tikkun, which are the things for us to repair on a soul level. And in exercise three of the Moses Code, it's all about overcoming, overcoming limitations. And in this, we'll make a list of things that, that we feel are in the way of us achieving our goals. We'll make some space, leave some space between the items so that we can add more information later. And we'll use the Moses Code to balance these obstacles and turn them over to God. 
go through the list and ask yourself, how may God use this to bring love into the world? To start to look at your limitations as opportunities for growth and for sharing with others and helping others and revealing light in the world. Just to give an example, one might write on their page that their parents were alcoholics. And underneath that, they might write that this experience gives me compassion to deal with others with active addictive behavior. So on the one hand, we start with listing the limitation, parents being alcoholics, and underneath, we write, this experience gives me compassion to deal with others with addictive behavior. And you can go through your list and write down underneath whatever you've listed as a limitation, write down the positive intention. What's the one word that you could extract that shows the positive intention? As in the previous example, compassion was the intention. Having parents with alcoholism has given compassion that you need to help others. So go through your list and pick a few of these. A few of the words, they might be patience, compassion, understanding, whatever your lessons have been. And write the words on a separate sheet of paper. Then we can go into the Moses Code and one by one, we can focus on these positive attributes that have come out of what we've initially thought of as limitations. As an example, focus on compassion. Breathe in and while breathing out, say out loud, I am that. Breathing in, I am. I am that. Focusing on compassion and breathing in, I am. Remember, God has given you the limitation so that you could overcome and so you could cultivate compassion. You want to stay with the chanting of I am that, I am, until you feel overflowing, until you feel filled and overflowing with compassion. And just as Moses used the I am that, I am, to overcome limitations, so you can use it too. Use the name of God to empower yourself with the gifts that God has placed within you. The Moses Code is in our bodies, it's in our minds, and it's written on our hearts. It's in our souls. Every cell of life has this same song of creation within it. It's an energy which transcends our mind and our logical thinking. We are all united within the elemental forces of creation. 
And even though perhaps the greatest scholars of all time may not be able to understand the secret code through their intellectual process, even the most common of all of us can learn to use the code and participate in a co-creative process with creation. Let's understand here that the Moses Code doesn't work when you just ask for what you want. The code works when you feel and you know and you create the experience and the sensation of that that you are focused on, of that which you are seeking. Then the very thing that you want is drawn to you. Because you have matched your vibration to that of your desire. You have stopped wanting and you have started becoming that which you want. And through that process, you've literally called it into being through combining your vibration with that which you want. Exercise number four is about God's will for you. And in this exercise, you take a blank sheet of paper and you make two columns. One of the columns is for your beliefs. And the other column is for God's beliefs. So on the one column, you're going to write down the things that you have manifested in your life. You know, perhaps there are things like mm, not being consistently happy or struggling in relationships, or living your life of sacrifice, living a life of lack. Perhaps you have a belief that you don't feel that you deserve to be loved, or you have a belief that you can't be successful, or you may have a belief that you're not going to be able to get what it is that you want. Those would be the beliefs that you have about yourself. And the source that created you wants you to be happy and wants you to be abundant in every way. And we're often living in a way that contradicts what the Creator actually intended for us. We're struggling and suffering over things that are available. So when we surrender to the divine within, then the blocks are removed and love can flow naturally to us. And what we desire can naturally come to us. So on the one side of the paper, we've written down our beliefs that limit us. And then on the other side of the paper, we're going to write down God's answer to the beliefs that you've listed. So we can use this as an example. If you wrote that you're not worthy of a perfect relationship on your column, then on the other column, you could write, God's will for me is a perfect partner. So if you wrote on one side of your paper that you live a life of sacrifice or lack, on the other side of the paper, you could write, God's will for me is to live a life of abundance. 
So go through the list and empower God's will for you by focusing. Allow the experience of joy to rise within you. And feel yourself receiving the gifts that God is giving you. Gifts of abundance. Gifts of health. Gifts of the perfect relationship. The gift of happiness. And then again, when you feel complete with this process, then you give thanks. Give thanks for what you have received. Call it into being and affirm and confirm that you have received what it is that you were looking for. And this leads right into the law of giving and receiving. You know, sometimes our focus is so ego-based. We're looking out solely for number one and attempting to get whatever we can out of every situation with little regard or no thought really of the other person. Now, we all go through moments like this throughout the course of our lifetime. It's a natural part of being human and living on the earth. But if we were actually to tell ourselves the truth about those times, we'd recall that these were times when we felt the most alone. These were times when the satisfaction that we received from getting what we wanted was very temporary. And that we're really just going from one momentary pleasure to another momentary pleasure. Continually seeking pleasure, seeking pleasure, seeking pleasure. Because the rewards of the ego are so temporary. It's an endless cycle of seeking pleasure, moments of pleasure, moments of fulfillment, temporary fulfillment. Now, by using this law of giving and receiving, we can let go of the ego's idea of what we can get. And we can focus on, ah, what can I give? And how can I open myself up to receive more so that I can give more? Ask to become a channel for grace in the world. It is God's nature to give, and it's good for us to adopt that behavior also. In the past, we focused on giving in order to receive. But our soul is motivated to know that it can receive anything. And if you want to receive the gifts of God, then you must give them away. If your highest goal is to be happy, Share happiness with others. If you want to be respected, then extend respect to others. See other people as holy in order to know yourself as holy. Spend some time really asking yourself earnestly, what is it that you want? Is it a new car or fancy clothes? You may get these things. But if you ignore your soul, then you will not reach a true level of fulfillment. You will only experience temporary satisfaction. And then you'll likely want a bigger car or more fancy clothes. If we ignore our soul, 
we'll never, never experience a true level of fulfillment. We'll only experience temporary satisfaction. So pick one quality, joy, peace, love, whatever it is for you, and explore ways that you can help to increase that quality in the life of someone else. Then notice what your own experience is of these qualities. Has your longing changed? Are you able to experience the quality that you helped increase in another? Once you achieve this, you'll want to stay with this practice as it works every time. Give away that which you want and you will surely experience the gift of what it is that you desire. The exercises one through five are referred to as the first form. And then exercises six through ten are the second form. And up till now, we've been using the Moses Code really to attract things into our lives that we hold dear in our heart. Let's remember that we only truly have something if we're willing to offer it to another person. If you need to hold on to something because you're afraid of losing it, then you don't really have it. We must be willing to share the gifts, share the gifts of God. And as we move into the next level, we'll reverse the breathing pattern when we do the chant. I really like this reverse. It it just seems to work for me. So on the in-breath, we're going to chant, I am that. And on the exhalation, we'll chant, I am. We'll breathe in, I am that. And breathe out, I am. If your goal is to share compassion, then get a strong sense of yourself being compassionate and broadcasting that energy out into the world. The idea is to act as God would act, to give and to share unconditionally with everyone. And through this approach, you can spread compassion, love, peace, and happiness throughout the world. It's just an automatic outcome of you combining with those energies yourself. You would naturally, naturally. If you're open enough to focus on these energies, you could not help but have those energies flow out of you and share them with the world. And exercise number seven is about what your soul really wants. So make a list of Everything that your soul longs for. The examples are peace, love, joy, compassion. The idea is to open to the qualities that are hidden within you and use the Moses Code to activate the feelings of these energies. Chant on the in-breath, I am that. Focus on love. And on the exhalation, I am. I am that I am. Stay with the process until you feel that you, together with God, that you're sharing the vibration of love with the world, this feeling of co-creation, this feeling of combining. 
The second level of the Moses Code is where you can participate in that co-creative process with a focus totally on how it is that we can combine, combine and contribute, contribute and combine to the energies of wholeness. This process can help you to awaken what your soul has always longed for, to affirm your oneness with all things. You know, often in religious conversations, there's the impression of God that God's out there somewhere. In, and in contrast, spiritual conversation, there's usually an embracing of the divine. It's not separate from the self at all. Sometimes in religious conversations, you hear the idea of that one must die before they enter heaven. And sometimes in spiritual conversations, you'll hear people saying that, you know, that expression, the kingdom of God is within. We've all heard or read a religious perspective that states that God is holy and that humans are not. And sometimes our spiritual perspective is that everything that is created by God is holy. We are the temple of God and that the spirit dwells within. Some religious thoughts might suggest that God's love is conditional, which implies that it can be removed. But in a spiritual perspective, it encourages us to know that God's love is unconditional and eternal. So there are some religious thoughts that seem to limit our access to the divine, to God, to the energy of co-creation and the opportunity of manifesting. And there are people that are both religious and spiritual. And experiencing God in a way that transcends transcends logic thinking and draws on higher aspects of the mind. The intent of prayer is the same as meditation, to transcend the lower levels of thinking and elevate yourself more towards the vibration of God. Spirituality is not not limited to or limited by any one specific religious tradition. It's more of the idea of the oneness with God. And in exercise eight, it's about conversing with God, to enter the conversation, to amplify and experience the divine connection between you and source energy. Use either the inhalation or the exhalation, whatever you feel is appropriate for you in the moment, and feel as if you're conversing with God. Let the intimacy of your conversation build. As you chant the I am that, feel as if you are connecting points between heaven and earth. As you utter the I am, feel source energy responding to you. This exercise is to help you combine your energy entirely with source energy beyond what your mind can comprehend. The exercise encourages us to take responsibility for our own relationship with the divine. 
some of us have given our health over to the physicians and some of us have given our spirituality over to the house of God as we relate to it in a church or synagogue or mosque or other common places of prayer. But the house of God is in your soul. My house of God is in my connection through my soul. And your house of God is in your connection through your soul. When we look for God in the details of our life, then this automatically opens and shifts us from our ego into higher vibrations, which move us more into the direction of communing at a soul level. Communing at a soul level is communing with God. Some would suggest that your soul is your spark of divinity. Others would suggest that every cell is a living organism. Every cell in a living organism is infused with source energy. It's good to reflect on the idea and to realize that a belief is simply a thought that you think over and over and over again. It's not necessarily based on truth. It's based on your thought. And we all know that many times, even throughout one day, we think things that we know aren't true. Yet in our society, we begin accustomed to thinking that our belief in something is what makes something true. And when faced with ideas that we can't possibly conceive of as real, we dismiss the notion by pronouncing, oh, well, I don't believe in that. The Moses Code was meant to inspire peace and to create a world based on compassion and love. The purpose of the code is to experience the intimacy of our relationship with the divine and then to share that with others. Moses opened the door for humanity to have an intimate conversation with the divine. How many times have you felt lost or out of control and within a few moments you hear words of encouragement within assuring you that every little thing is going to be all right? Look for God in the details of your life. God in the details, encouraging you and in guiding you towards the best possible outcome, always towards the fulfillment of your purpose. I was asked a question once by a person that I provide spiritual counseling for. She asked me if I believed in heaven and hell. And I replied that people don't need to wait until they die to experience heaven and hell. Heaven and hell exist within our own mind, and paradise or purgatory is generated by our thoughts. When we look at the world through negative assessment of ourselves or of others, then we're living, we are in a living hell. And when we perceive the world with openness and gratitude and creative positive outcomes, then we're living heaven on earth. It's important to understand the difference between the longing of the ego and the yearning of the soul. The ego seeks to get while the soul seeks to give. We spoke about this briefly in an episode on relating to life force energy. The word Kabbalah means to receive. And the ego, which lives in 1% of reality, looks to receive for what it can get for itself alone. Whereas the soul which lives in 99% of reality, looks to receive for what it can share with others. So the first stage of the Moses Code getting is about getting the things that you want or that your ego thinks that it needs. 
It's not wrong to want that. In fact, it's a necessary first step of the process, and it helps us to understand that true fulfillment will never come from the 1% of reality of simply just fulfilling our ego desires. We may even look at others that have completed the first step and see them as very successful, which they are. They are accomplished at attaining beautiful things that the life has to offer, things that money can buy, that can enhance the quality of our lives, things that have been referred to as creature comforts. But mastering the initial step of obtaining the things that the ego wants holds little satisfaction long term without that bigger picture of fulfillment on a soul level. The next exercise is about the pyramid of desires. The soul's not concerned with things that it knows will come naturally by aligning with one's purpose. The focus of the soul is on the real gifts from God, like love and compassion and peace and gentleness. And when these qualities are the focal point in life, the other physical riches of the world trickle down automatically. So in this exercise number nine, your own pyramid of desire, it's based on that trickle-down effect. Draw a pyramid on your page. Start at the top using words that would fit the idea of, you know, that heavenly kingdom on earth. Place your universal desires for humanity. And as you move down the pyramid, you'll move closer to your personal desires and your basic personal needs like shelter and clothing and food. You can focus your desires on your basic needs or your personal desire for nice things and in so doing the things that are on the higher level of your pyramid will remain unfulfilled or you can focus on the highest level possible and trust that you'll receive everything that's below that level of focus on your pyramid when you keep your focus on the highest level of possible everything that exists before it will naturally come to you god surely knows that you need food and clothing and shelter There are people that live from paycheck to paycheck and trust that they will be provided for and always have what they need. Other people live from paycheck to paycheck and fixate their energy on not having enough and worrying about having money for their bills. Some people suffer all month long and still have what they need. Yet they are in their own living hell and are not able to enjoy their lives. So be mindful of where you put your focus, always attempting to elevate your focus to the highest point possible on your pyramid of desire. Your soul is the link or the bridge between your ego and the divine. And once you cross that bridge and merge your consciousness with source energy, its purpose is complete and it identifies itself as one with the creator. The souls absorb back into the intention of God. Extending and expanding exactly as God extends and expands and the two become one. The goal of the Moses Code is to shift from identifying yourself with ego to seeing through the eyes of the soul. And then remembering that you are neither one of these. You are light. You are one with the source that shines upon all of creation. Your soul will never... Never be appeased with physical accomplishments. The soul seeks the qualities of eternal, everlasting, unconditional love, peace, grace, joy, 
compassion, patience. And the last exercise is about claiming this oneness. Using the Moses Code to see through your eyes, to see the soul, seeing as God sees. As often as you can, look around you and see others as part of you. We already know that we are all one with all things. And this exercise gives us a practical way to apply that knowing. So we can experience the oneness through our being. So when you're out somewhere and are milling around and you're around others, breathe out and say, I am that. Try to identify with someone that you see while you're doing this. Let yourself experience the reality of this oneness. And let your emotions fill the empty space between you and the other. So focus on another. Identify with them. Recall the oneness. Breathe out, saying, I am that. Breathe in and say, I am. In doing this, you're claiming this oneness with the individual as if they are God. It's one thing to simply say that you are one with God. But the goal here is to actually experience the oneness. And then in turn to share that oneness with other people. Experience the oneness and then share that oneness with other people. And we can have a sense through the experience of going through the layers or the levels, if you like, of the exercises and how it brings us from the initial stage of just focusing on your desires and what you want to the final stage of claiming oneness and not seeing yourself as separate from oneness in any way. To combine with the light to acknowledge that that is who you are and that that is who everyone is and that we are never limited in our ability to combine with and focus on oneness. We're not never limited by anyone else's situation or position or thought or belief about oneness or about us or about our uh, opportunity or experience to combine with oneness. This is an individual path. This is a path of oneness combining with the energy of source, of creation. And sharing that, imagine the joy of that, the beautiful energies and vibrations of source energy to share, to live an abundant life, to be happy, to celebrate, to celebrate oneness, to celebrate creation. You know, Moses saw a burning bush that was not being consumed, and he heard a voice speak to him, giving him his mission of leading the Israelites to freedom. He was given the name of God, I am that I am. 
which is the force needed to create miracles. And through his experience, we realize that true power comes from our oneness with God. These qualities are present both here and in heaven, which is defined as a state of oneness with God, a state of consciousness, rather than a place that you enter at death. The instant the holy name was given to Moses, it was ultimately, through that gesture, given to the entire world for all time. We're all born with an innate longing for the divine. It's an energy that we long to combine with our whole lives. Now, while some don't give it much thought at all, it doesn't matter. Regardless of what your conscious thoughts are about a divine presence in your life, on a soul level, we all long to be united with this energy that is the very source of our creation. We all use the phrase, I am. We do it all day, every day, all day long. We speak about ourselves. We say, I'm happy, I'm hungry, I'm angry, I'm stuck, I'm sore, I'm confused, I'm tired. Now that we've learned laws and exercises for practicing the Moses Code, let's bring a new level of mindfulness to the simple statements that we make all the time throughout the day. I encourage all of us to drop statements that involve negative assessment of ourselves, negative assessment of others, negative assessments about the conditions in our world. Let's use the code, the gift of the Moses Code, It's a gift given to us to use affirming statements that will bring positive outcomes. Positive outcomes for ourselves, positive outcomes for others, and really to encourage peace and love and fulfillment in the world. That's really what the Moses Code is for the understanding that this is available to all of humanity. There's great power in the name of God, and with great power comes great responsibility. It's your responsibility to use this code with the intent of creating the highest possible good in the world. And it's my responsibility to use this code with the intent of creating the highest possible good in the world. The Moses Code really is a gift that we've been given, and it's been hidden for a long time. And now, in these times, we have the opportunity and the ability And the level of consciousness on the planet is much different than it was in earlier times. People are combining more and more with the energies of creation, with source energy, with God, with unconditional love, with the divine, through many, many types of practices and through many opportunities as well 
to share this and to share these gifts with other people. The Moses Code is one such opportunity. And I have given you some conversation about each of the exercises that make up the code as James Twyman has presented it in his book, The Moses Code. And I encourage you to listen back to the archives of the show and take the time. Take the time to go through these exercises for yourself. Those of you that are listening know if this is right for you by how it feels for you. So I encourage you to combine with this energy and to know that we can, in every moment, make a great contribution to creating a heaven on earth, to creating a life and a world of peace and of love and of harmony and of joy and of goodness. I thank you uh, for listening. And I am your ever grateful host, Leah Brenda Smith. And thanks very much for listening to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. And tune in next week. We're going to talk about writing and the opportunity to use a practice of writing to help you find the deeper truths within yourself or to help you flow out some of the things that might be bothering you or to help you create what it is that you want. And for some of us, that means creating beautiful writing. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next week. We hope you've enjoyed our program today and perhaps have found some new techniques that you can apply to your daily life. Thank you for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. Please join Leah Brenda Smith again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next week. Thank you.